right, people, I am outside the Republican debate here in my hometown of Miami. Look at this. I am officially a debate attendee. Apparently, I'll be in the orchestra. I'm going to play the tuba. We're very excited for what's going to happen tonight. Of course, Donald Trump is not here. He's in Hialeah. I think I pronounced that right. Doing his own thing tonight. Uh, my guess is it's going to get a little, a little chippy because this is really the last chance for people to make their case before the Iowa situation. Uh, Obviously, I think RD is going to do pretty well. I think Nikki's going to go heavy on what's going on in the Middle East. Vivek will most likely make fun of everyone and then say we should all be better and not make fun of each other. And uh, Chris Christie's here, too. I wonder what he had for dinner. Okay, see you in a bit. Cow. That was me just an hour and a half ago in Brickle, which is the, the city part of Miami. I'm in the suburb part. I left the debate early to get here so that we could jump and get a little bit ahead of uh, some of the other post-debate shows. Uh, we thought that would be a good idea. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, these debates are not, well, they're not really debates. They're not the most inspiring thing ever. And uh, we felt... Uh, yeah, let's just leave early and get here and do our thing here. You are seeing Dave Rubin very rarely in a suit and tie in the studio. Damn, must I say myself, we may have to do this a little more often. Uh, that little cold open that we showed you right there, that was us shooting right outside. Uh, that was probably about, what, 6.30 p.m. or so uh, before the debate. And uh, I'm pretty sure I nailed exactly what was going to happen. DeSantis was going to do just fine. Nikki was going to go very heavy on the Mideast stuff. Obviously, Vivek was going to insult everybody and then not say, you know, basically say, well, why are we insulting people? And Christy, okay, what did he have for dinner? And then Tim Scott, I guess he he was there too. Uh, anyway, we're just going to dive into some of the clips, as I said, because I was in the car uh, for about 20 minutes. I missed that last 40 minutes or so. So some of this I will be doing completely on the fly with you. But I think you have already what my general take is. My general take is that at this point in where we are at in the world, which is a, as the kids say, a problematic place, uh, Donald Trump needed to be there. We have to have it out with all of these people. And if you love Donald Trump and you think he's gonna crush and all of that stuff, that's just fine. But he should be able to be up there defending his ideas. And it, it didn't, the thing is, he's doing something very clever at a at a PR level, at a strategy level, because you could feel it in that room. It's like they opened up with a question about Trump, which we'll get to in just a second, but you could feel it in the room. It's like everyone knows. It's like, uh, the guy who most likely, whether I like it or not, the guy who most likely will be the nominee is not in that room, and he's off doing his uh, his campaign thing in Hialeah. Did I do it right? Did I say it right that Leah? Hialeah. Okay, all right, I'm kind of new here too. Um, and it just, it's like, man, is this just the ending of the Republican Party as we know it, which is why I often say I am not a national Republican, I am a Florida Republican, and those things are very different. But he should have been there. He should have been there with, with everything going on in the world, like careening towards World War III, the border, Bidenomics, like all of the stuff. Yeah, he, he owes it to you, even if, even if you're not where I'm at in terms of who you think the, the candidate should be. Like if you are the Trumpiest Trump supporter in Trump town, he owes it to you, I think. Anyway, that's what I think about that. Let's just dive right into it though. Uh, Vivek opened up strong. This is, this is the, we're gonna show you two clips right now. 
This is the best and worst. Oh wait, before we do anything else, I should note, we're in our uh, evening studio here. We added a couple tequila bottles and look at that, we've got blue neon lights. Those are normally white, but we thought they will be blue for the evening. My God, it's a celebration. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing really? I mean, look, whatever we're gonna do here, I promise you will be better than corporate press. There you go. Uh, and we do have some tequila bottles and we shifted a few uh, a few books and things. That's very festive. Well, you guys are really something else over there. Anyway, uh, here's best and worst of Vivek at the exact same time. He opens up guns blazing, laying out truth, clear, clean, honest. This is good Vivek. Enjoy. I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. We have a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018. 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. Do you think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, do you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you in the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. That's good, Vivek. That's good, Vivek. I've got some frustrations with him, but that's good, Vivek. You know, he hit a couple things there. First off, on the Ronna McDaniel thing. So Ronna McDaniel, she is the head of the RNC. The RNC, which just, well, the Republican Party, which just got trounced yesterday in these elections. Virginia, Kentucky, a couple other places, right? The, the only bright spot of it for Republicans yesterday was Long Island, where I'm from, but that was about it. Uh, when Ronna McDaniel came out at the beginning, this is not what you saw on television. So they, they have a few people come out and obviously they do the national anthem and stars and stripes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but when she came out and they announced, and here she is, uh, RNC chairwoman Ronna McDaniel, like the crowd was not into it, was not into it. And she just sounded so flat because she has led to, as Vivek pointed out, a whole bunch of losses for Republicans. Ironically, Donald Trump backed Ronna McDaniel, remember what was it, less than a year ago when there was a fight for the head of the RNC and the one uh, that he did not back, the woman that he did not back was Harmeet Dillon who I had on the show this morning uh, who is liked more by the base. It's one of those weird politics make strange bedfellow things. Uh, Ron DeSantis backed Harmeet Dillon but we got Ronna and she ain't so great. So that's good Vivek for sure. Then he goes after the moderators and makes a great point of saying that the, the Democrats would never allow a bunch of Fox News moderators to moderate their debate, right? Greg Gutfeld, et cetera. None of those guys would ever be asked. And then he goes even further with this stuff about uh, Russia collusion and everything else. Just hit, 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 hit. 
all good Vivek. That's the Vivek we want, right? And it's, a, you know, there's a little bit of like a prick move on there. He turns it on her at the end, but that's just fine. That's just fine. And, and we need a little of that zazz, of that magic, right? That's what Trump ran on the first time around that, that got him there. But then Vivek does this weird thing. He has everyone in the room with him. You can feel it in the room. Everyone's like, whoa, is this actually happening? And then the guy who says that he's not the politician, they're all politicians, they all have scripted lines. He just wings it off the cup off the cuff, then he drops this one. And Joe Biden sold off our foreign policy. Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden, got a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. That's why we're sending $200 billion back to that same country. The fact of the matter is the Republican Party is not that much better. You have the likes of Nikki Haley, who stepped down from her time at the UN. Bankrupt or in debt is, was her family. Then she becomes a military contractor. She joins the board of Boeing and otherwise, and is now a multimillionaire. So I think that that's wrong when Republicans do it or Democrats do it. That's the choice we face. Do you want a leader from a different generation who's gonna put this country first, or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? All right, Mr. In which case, we've got two of them on stage well, you can feel it. Like, people are just not into it. You can criticize Nikki all you want. You can say she did this, that, or the other thing, or whatever. But, like, that stuff, when he's the same guy who says, oh, we shouldn't have these scripted insults. We shouldn't insult each other, right? Let's do Reagan's 11th Amendment thing, and let's make sure that we're Republicans not going after each other. It just kind of falls flat. I just don't think it works. And that that seems to be the very, very hit or miss thing with him. Uh, the other thing that's weird about him is the Trump people seem to love him, right? The Trump people hate DeSantis, but they love him. But the Trump people are only allowed to love who Trump wants them to love. So it's like, is he really running for president or is he running to either be in Trump's cabinet or for some other thing? I think that's it's just something worth thinking about, right? It's something worth, worth thinking about. Uh, but let's move over to Nikki for a second because he was going after Nikki there. Uh, here she is uh, with the jab on Vivek and then, uh, well, I'll let you decide on, on whether you agree with her foreign policy or not. I am telling you, Putin and President Xi are salivating at the thought that someone like that could become president. They would love to the see The fact that. of the matter is she doesn't the ambassador has the floor. Thank you. Please. The first thing I'll tell you is we all remember what that thug did when he invaded Ukraine. We all know that half a million people have died because of Putin. And here is a freedom-loving, pro-American country that is fighting for its survival and its democracy. No, I don't think we should give them cash. I think we should give them the equipment and the ammunition okay. to win. All right, first off, let me just hit Nikki a little bit there because the idea that Ukraine is freedom-loving, pro-American, I mean, we don't, we have been giving them cash. Like, it's very unclear what's going on there. I think there is a massive and very easy argument to be made about how the Ukraine thing and the Israel thing really have absolutely nothing to do with each other and they should be completely decoupled. It's a damn shame that the Biden administration is trying to tie those funding things together. They just have nothing to do with each other. Um, at that point, you know, it's interesting right now because there's something happening in the Republican Party, which is why I wanted to show you this clip up top, which is on one hand, Vivek represents more of the Trump side of things, which is the isolationist part and all that. And I am extremely sympathetic to that argument, right? Like we shouldn't be getting in all these adventurous wars 
You've heard me talking about Ukraine for a year, right? That's different than helping a complete ally defend themselves, not putting troops in the Middle East, but helping them actually defend themselves as uh, uh, Israel in this case, of course, uh, after they've gone through such an unbelievably horrific attack. But let's put that aside because that's not what they were talking about specifically there. The, the Ukraine thing is much, much more muddled and we have been giving them cash. And as Rand Paul talks about, we never get receipts or anything else. That doesn't mean that doing nothing is right. And we just have to acknowledge that. Like you could be the total isolationist, the total libertarian here and just want American, America to have no involvement in, in anything. That doesn't necessarily mean the bad guys don't keep marching, right? Ask uh, Neville Chamberlain what happened when he tried to appease the Nazis. Like if we just are like, all right, Russia, you just take Ukraine. All right, we might have a bigger problem on our hands. I'm not saying that that means you just go in and do whatever the hell Zelensky wants, but this seems to be a tension that the Republican Party is having right now. I would say it's actually a, a healthy tension that there are two wings of the party saying, boy, we're Republicans, whatever whatever that means, right? We're Republicans, but we really see foreign policy different. So if you can have that debate in an honest fashion without insulting everybody, and that's why the three-inch heels thing was just kind of ridiculous, it's like then there's something to be said. Uh, anyway, the Nikki Vivek uh, fireworks continued. I, I just saw this one in the car. Uh, I guess they were talking about TikTok. Uh, you know, I'm no fan of TikTok. I do not have TikTok on my phone. I did not even want to have TikTok on, have anything to do with what we're doing here. And then I bring on Brock and he says, I will put the TikTok on my phone so we could be on there. It's his call on that one. If he ever told me he didn't want to be on there, that would be fine too for the show, obviously. Anyway, they got into it on TikTok, about TikTok. And uh, watch this. Oof. Laugh at why Nikki Haley didn't answer your question, which is about looking at families in the eye. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Your adult daughter. The next generation of Americans are using it. And that's actually the point. You have her supporters propping her up. That's fine. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. answer is. Oh, you're just scum. I think we got to loosen it up. You gotta loosen up the program now. Once the word scum has been invoked in a Republican debate. Look, uh, the TikTok thing is very complex. We, we talked about this at the last debate, right? Are we just starting an OnlyFans right now? What the hell's going on over here? <laughs> Different show. Um, <laughs> the TikTok thing is extremely complex because there is an argument to be made, and Brock and I were discussing this in the car on the way back, that young people are on TikTok you don't wanna consistently lose elections. You gotta to go to where young people are. This is an argument that Vivek has made. And, and it would be nice if you could affect these people on the, on the apps that they're on, right? That is one argument for it. I understand that argument. Uh, the problem is that we all know that TikTok is Chinese spyware. And not only is it Chinese spyware where they show uh, certain stuff to the people of China, the young people of China who get math and science and physics and they learn on TikTok while they break the brains of our young kids, right? They would through algorithmic manipulation, and everything else. But we know even just in the last few weeks that the amount of pro-Hamas propaganda is 15X the pro-Israel stuff on TikTok because the algorithm is feeding it because China is going, boy, this is a pretty good way of going after America. We can get young people in America to be protesting their government and screaming for a ceasefire and, and yelling and haranguing about a whole bunch of stuff they know nothing about just through our al algorithmic stuff because they're all walking around with one of these in their pocket. Uh, so 
It's a debate worth having, I suppose. I, it would probably be best for all freedom-loving people if TikTok just disappeared tomorrow. Uh, but yes, that again, that was another one of those things where on one hand, Vivek is like kind of right about TikTok. Then he brings up Nikki's daughter that she, I guess, was on TikTok. She isn't anymore. But once you open up the door of talking about people's kids, then you're going to get called scum. So there you go. All right, let's roll through. What else happened? Again, we are doing this on the fly. Uh, DeSantis, finally, uh, he chimed in. And, and you know, there's this interesting thing with DeSantis where in almost every, I think in every debate, actually, not almost every debate, uh, he gets better as they go on. He gets a little, he's a little tight up front. He's, you know, and he, and he is somewhat scripted. There's, there's no doubt about it. If you want the most freewheeling, like, improv, I'm working the crowd comedian ever, then DeSantis is not your guy, if that's what you want. If you want someone who does what they say they're gonna do, has a really good track record and the rest of it, then I think he is your guy. Uh, here uh, is DeSantis, and he doesn't spar that often, right? They don't go after him that often, and he doesn't go after the other ones that often. He just basically lays out his case. Uh, but DeSantis and uh, Nikki Haley did spar a bit over China. I brought a fiberglass company 10 years ago to South Carolina. But Ron, you are the chair of your economic development agency that as of last week said Florida is the ideal place for Chinese businesses. Not only that, you have a company that is manufacturer of Chinese military planes. You have it, they are expanding two training sites at two of your airports now, one which is 12 miles away from a naval base. Then you have another company that's expanding and they were just invaded by the Department of Homeland Security. So mine was 10 years ago. You gave Yours them was stuff. Six I didn't ago. give them anything. What's your story? And I abolished that agency that she's talking about. No, Enterprise he, Florida, we abolished it. And of course we banned China from buying the land. Website Not last exactly week. a Go great check. recruiting pitch if you're banning them from purchasing land. Ambassador Haley said somehow I wasn't doing. She welcomed them into South Carolina, gave them land near a military base, wrote the Chinese ambassador a love letter saying what a great friend they were. That was like their number one way to do, to do economic development. In Florida, I banned China from buying land in this state and we kicked out. On our universities, and we kicked the Confucius Institutes out of our universities. We've recognized the threat, and we've acted swiftly and decisively. Senator Scott, you've been in the. So I think this is a pretty weak line of attack from Nikki on DeSantis because it is 100% true. You can check it yourself. Uh, Florida has banned the CCP, has banned the government of China from buying land in Florida. They've closed some other institutions. Like nobody has done more on this. So she can say this, uh, your donor did this. It just doesn't fly. I also just don't think it's, it's that much about uh, it's not It's not that connected to what people are thinking about. And the thing is with DeSantis, if you're going after him, you gotta really try to get him on something because people know that he has a pretty good track record when it comes to telling the truth. Uh, speaking of telling the truth, I thought he really did nail his response on Ukraine and how, you know, maybe we've got some problems at home and we should be reassessing those instead of endlessly focusing on that place halfway across the planet. Well, any suggestion by Zelensky or anyone else that we should, that we're going to eventually have U.S. troops there, I can tell the American people when I'm president, that will not happen. We are not going to send your sons and daughters to Ukraine. Uh, I am going to send troops to our southern border. If you look at the threats that we face, 
Terrorists have come in through our southern border. I'm going to shut it down. I'm going to have the military, and I'm going to deport the people who've come, particularly under Biden, who've come from the Middle East, come from all these places. Now, Biden wants $105 billion. Uh, 60, most of that's Ukraine, including some of it going to pay pensions for bureaucrats and salaries. That is a totally ridiculous use of American tax dollars. He says he has money for border to try to do, and the media repeat that. When you look at it, what most of the money is, is money to process more more illegal aliens into this country. How is that solving the problem? That's making the problem worse. And what does he do for the Indo-Pacific? A pittance. That is the top threat that we face. We need to bring this war to an end. We need the Europeans to step up and do their fair share. And we need to get serious about the top threat that this country faces, which is the Chinese Communist Party. Again, that's DeSantis at his best, right? He's just laying it out. Yes, he has thought it all through. He's sticking to what he knows and he's telling the truth. We can't endlessly fund this war in Ukraine that we don't know what the high hell is going on, that we have no receipts on or anything else. How about instead of sending troops over there or any more money over there, we send troops to defend our own border. That's pretty good. And also that China is actually the sort of bigger meta enemy here. And that is why he has banned China from buying land here in the state of Florida. So that that's just good. I think that's, I, I don't pretend to tell you, to pretend that I don't have opinions on this thing, but I think that that's like pretty empirically true that that's just solid stuff. Uh, the opening question of the night was about Donald Trump and Donald Trump not being there and what uh, what that means, not only for the debate, but for the Republican Party. And, and really, can any of these guys uh, deliver on some of that America first stuff? Can you get MAGA to come over? Uh, here was DeSantis's answer on that. Now, if you look where we are now, it's a lot different than where we were in 2016. And Donald Trump's a lot different guy than he was in 2016. He owes it to you to be on this stage and explain why he should get another chance. He should explain why he didn't have Mexico pay for the border wall. He should explain why he racked up so much debt. He should explain why he didn't drain the swamp. And he said Republicans were going to get tired of winning. Well, we saw last night, I'm sick of Republicans losing. In Florida, I showed how it's done. One year ago here, we won want a historic victory, including a massive landslide right here in Miami-Dade County. That's how we have to do it. Yeah, that, that's the right answer. You know, Republicans are losing across the board everywhere. Since Trump became president in 2016, Republicans in the midterms, what happened yesterday, there's just been a series of losses. Now, you could say those losses are because of Trump, or you could say those losses have nothing to do with Trump or anything else. But if Trump wasn't running right now, we, we have one guy up there who is modeling how to win, how to change a state, completely demolish the Democrat party in the state of Florida. And all of the people who, who you know supposedly hate him at the moment, the MAGA base that hates him at the moment, seven months ago, eight months ago, they all freaking love the guy. They all knew he was the best governor in the state and everything else. And we would have, I would say, it would be the most unified Republican party uh, probably since Ronald Reagan re-election 1984. And until we kind of figure out what to do with that, uh, this is this this chaos is going to continue. So look, I, I said it as honestly as I could after the last debate, which was at the Reagan Library. To me, that Trump was the winner of that one. He won that debate by not being there. But I don't think Trump wins tonight by not being there anymore. I think we are we are in too much of a precarious place. The world isn't just 
you know, it feels like it's just spinning off its axis and it's not good anymore, Donald Trump, for you not to be there. So there is one more debate. Is it in Alabama? Is that what someone said to me? It's at the University of Alabama. It'll be next month. We'll, we'll see if we can get there. And, and I know you won't show up, Donald Trump, because you believe that this strategy is working. And, and just at the purely tactical level, you might be right, but it's not right for America. It's not. You should stand up there, defend your ideas, take the slings. If, if the sanctimonious is such a sellout and you're up by 50 points, then, then do what's right for the country, really, because nobody really won tonight. Trump, I said it. I'm telling you, you can check last time. I said Trump was the winner last time by not being there, but he was not the winner this time. DeSantis is the, is the winner Basically, like he was the best, most functional up there. Again, took no hits. Vivek had his nice moments, but then also undercuts himself. Nikki, it's like, if you like Nikki, you just basically like Nikki. And then Christy and, and Tim Scott. Did we even play a Tim Scott clip? Is there even a point? We still We're, don't know if he has we, a girlfriend. We don't know where his girlfriend is. It's a lot with this guy. But the two of them, it's like that. Okay, it's basically done with them. So then it's, it's the other three. And I would say, again, the Vivek thing, it's just like, all of the Vivek people at the end of the day are gonna vote for Trump, so he's not really there. So it's really DeSantis and Nikki and Trump. And we shall see. This was a, one more for the good people. I know what they want at this hour. Okay, look at you guys. Put some pants on watching this program. It's disgusting what you're doing. Uh, anyway, we will be back in the morning. I wanna thank Connor and Phoenix and Brock for working late tonight. You guys want some ice cream or something? I'll see if I have some. I'll see if I have some cookies or something for you guys. Let's go back to that blue. Look at that blue. Can we change that on the fly? Do you have, are you have an ability? You could change it right now and let the people see. Let's see what you can do. Let's see. What we're gonna see. Connor's gonna see if he can change the lights right now. What can he do? What can we do? Don't if you give me a rainbow flag. Pissed. What do you got here? What can we do? Let's see. Let's see. Anything. Anything is anything. Ha oh, oh, ooh, that's very synth wave. You know, I'm into the synth wave. Very synth wave. That's one. Give me one more color change to excite the people. Change, change one of these. Oh, look at that. Anything can happen here at the Ruben like Report. Star it's it's Star Wars lightsabers. Ladies and gentlemen, we will be back in the morning. It's a uh, it's a Thursday, which means it's a rubenreport.locals.com community Q&A. So if you want to get your questions in, you can submit them right now. Uh, my full interview with Eric Weinstein is up across platforms. And we've got a cold close for you, even though it's late it's the evening. We still, we're working hard over here. All right, see you tomorrow. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.